0: You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello, and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 34. I am Matt O'Leary. I am joined by Mitch Anderson. Mitch, what edition are we going with for episode 34?
1: Uh, I'm going with the Wade Dublowitz edition. Okay, that's
0: the the one um, I was going to go with too.
1: <laughs> okay why why Wade
0: why Wade if all, out of all those goalies why him out of all the goalies why him just because yeah. he's the only one I really remember nice yeah
1: for me it's a Canadian thing it's because we all hate Toronto in Canada Okay. and he eliminated the Toronto Maple Leafs like in what year I don't even remember what year it was oh, 2007 sure I'm gonna go with you on that you're probably right it was in, yeah, 2006, 2007, where he like ended the season with a 4-1-0 record. Uh, and then, yeah, he beat, I think he beat the Devils, was it that year? Yes, Yes, the on the final game. To eliminate the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's all I remember is that he eliminated the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that's all I care about. No, that's
0: his moment of glory. That's definitely his shining moment. So definitely going to tip our hats to him here as we are in the Wade Dublowitz, uh edition of the show. Speaking of former Islanders goalies, we have another (laughs) one that we should be talking about. And that one is going to be Garth Snow, who you might remember him. He's the current general manager of the New York Islanders and has held that position for 12 years. Mitch, there was a press conference this week. There was a cup and for some reason, exit day or the exit interview day, whatever you want to call it, lasted like – three days instead of just one clean out your locker and get the hell out of there. It was like a half a week experience to move on out. Yeah. And we got a couple of weird memos or propaganda filled speeches.
1: (sighs) Excellence, Matthew
0: excellence from John Ledecki. I think we have to start here because this just baffles me for so many reasons.
1: Where are we starting? Which Are you starting at the presser, or are you starting at the Venmo that came after the presser?
0: I'm going to start at the presser. Okay, good. So, Ledecky says that he's going to be available for the media. So, one would assume that there would be a back and forth with the owner and the media. Well, if you assume that, you were wrongly mistaken, because what Ledecky did was take a PR release that was – poorly written in my opinion, but what do I know? And and, and read it and stumble over his own words as if it was just handed to him like 30 seconds before he got up on the stage. Like, way to show you really care, bud. And and then he hightailed it out of there. After 90 seconds on the stage, he turned it over to Garth Snow and Doug Waite and he's like, yeah, you can handle the rest. Didn't take a question. Didn't do anything. Very weird. Very bizarre.
1: Yeah, okay, so... When I my immediate reaction to it was prepared statements, fine. He seemed upset. It was a lot of of pandering, and especially the going off and not taking any questions seemed like the the disappointed dad move, <laughs> right? Like I'm gonna let you sit in this and realize how upset I am, as I stand in the back and seethe like seethe in anger, and and we find out today through um, uh, Elliot Friedman's Thirty One Thoughts that. It seems that he didn't want people, he being Ledecky, didn't want anyone knowing or wasn't of the mind that, that Snow and, and Wait were, were safe. He didn't necessarily communicate that. And even if he did, he didn't want that getting out there. And obviously, as we know, it definitely got out there. Andrew Gross, I, I believe from Newsday, was the first to say it. that Newsday is getting the, the, the word that both Garth and Doug are safe. And in and his in his prepared statement, Dekey like says that it's going. They're going. Everyone's going to be reviewed, except for the owners, obviously, because why would they review themselves? Um, everyone's going to be reviewed. Everyone's going to be evaluated. And you're like, that, that to me, that was that was that should have already been done. As they sat down to have that presser, that's where you say the conclusion of our evaluations. Because yeah. let's be honest, what's 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 going to be in the evaluation
0: that you didn't see through 82 games? Exactly. What the hell was the regular season then? If if they were not using that for evaluation, what are we doing now after the fact? If He shouldn't have had the press conference if he wasn't actually prepared to give a final decision because he left everyone, the media, the fans, everyone wondering, what the heck's actually going on here? Are these guys safe or are or are they going to get the boot? And I know that news they came out with that report, but it still wasn't like it's was 100% clear in stone that the owner was – saying garth snow and doug weight are my guys going forward
1: yeah like so a lot of us are looking for accountability that's what we're looking for at the end of things and I've, I've gone back and forth on twitter with a bunch of people saying like wow we don't actually get a vote or we don't we don't get a say yeah we get a say because we pay for things yeah. we pay for tickets we paid for merchandise we pay for jerseys which is i guess just merchandise but we pay for that and so Yes, we can vote with our dollars, and we have because a lot of people aren't going to games. Um But at a certain point, it's twelve years we're kind of we're kinda of tired of this. We're done. We have our right to say we're not we're not happy with the way this is going. And yes, we don't own the team, and yes we aren't GMs. But we can see with our eyes and we can feel with our hearts exactly what's going on and what's happening, or what we perceive is happening, and it ain't good, it ain't pretty. And we've been having 12 years of lack of accountability and and just saying, we failed you. Great. I'm sorry, too. But what the heck does that mean at the end of the day? Yeah. Like, honestly, I get my my three-year-old pushes his sister over. He says he's sorry. And he forgets about it the second it happens because he's like, go play, go play Legos. He forgot it ever happened. That's exactly what the Ledecky did. We failed you. Oh, strong language. Great. Okay, cool. We're all good, Johnny. No, that's not how (laughs) it works. That's not how it works. You're going to forget it. And literally the next day, he put out a presser, which I'm going to go to. I don't know if you're ready yet. Where he says, sadly, said bluntly, the Islanders on ice results were disappointing. Great. Cool. Every member of the Islanders organization from ownership to management to coaches to players feel this disappointment in the same way we know our fans do. Hold, hold on a second. Um, did, did you forget the whole evaluation thing? Because reading this whole thing over, not once does he say that anyone is under evaluation. All he says is that, hey, remember, we got you that arena. So uh, grovel at our feet, why don't
0: you? Oh, just yeah, speak. I love that one. That was real nice. It was, oh, oh, why are you all getting mad? We got to do that arena. Oh, I'm sorry that we expect our actual owner to do other things than just locking down a place to play. Like, I don't know, actually trying to fix the on-ice product.
1: I understand that we had a lot of things to juggle, guys. You know what? You knew that when you got into this. You knew that when you spent over $400 million buying the Islanders that it wasn't going to be, we need to get an arena. Job done. Where's the money? That's not how it works. Mm. There's stuff that's been going on with this franchise for years, 12 of them specifically, and years before that. Like th- th- this wasn't going
0: to be, we need a new arena. We're good. No,
1: that's not how this worked. If that was your estimation going into this, you were sorely misinformed.
0: Yeah. I don't blame the fans one bit who are saying that he was only in this for the real estate deal right now. Cause that's the, that's the feel and the vibe that he's giving off with all of his comments. He's not giving us any well, answers.
1: To be fair. I really don't fault him for that. Like they're, they're businessmen, right? They are looking to. Create value out of this product that they just purchased, and they're trying to turn a profit from it. That that it, and and that's going to happen with this with this new arena for sure. However, however, a big caveat to that is that once the entity that is going to occupy the building that you just built, if they do, if oh, sorry, once they occupy that building, if they are terrible or they're not yeah, drawing no a crowd, gonna go. exactly. And <sighs> so then, how is your? Well, how worth is that land now? Or how much is that land worth? Where's the profit? Like that profit margin can't keep going up if no one's going to the games. So they're going to make some money, but they have to be worried because their product is a failed product. And that's not good from a business standpoint. So yes, I understand they're and they and they, they are worried about the real estate and, and the, the bottom line from that. And as they should – but they should also be just as worried and concerned with the actual product on the ice because that
0: dictates the success of everything else after that. Absolutely. And I thought the least they could do is if, like I said, if you're going to stick with Snow, I don't agree with it. I We've been very vocal about that. But at least have the guts to come out and say why. At least come out and say that he's got 15 years left on his contract and we're not buying out of it just yet. Like, Give me something for the love of God, please. i i don't i don't get it maybe he's got
1: like another five six ten fifteen years left on this deal it was charles wong who signed it anyway so like di pietro yashin those are ridiculous money deals that charles wong certainly had a hand in i don't see garth the new gm being like let's do some crazy
0: stuff boys you know i think Um, it is i think it's uh instead of an eight-year deal he just flipped the eight sideways, so it's an infinity. It's for for life, for life, <laughs> even in the afterlife. Garth Snow is somehow going to have a hand in this organization. I, I I can't see a scenario right now where Garth Snow doesn't have some input on this team, and it's driving me absolutely nuts.
1: Right, and and I think that's the problem. that we were all looking for accountability, and we didn't get it. We got responsibility. The responsibility falls to us, right? I think they even say that. Somewhere within the presser, like within those words, Um, Formosa feels the disappointment. And anyway,s I don't want to keep going on. But that they didn't. There, there was no accountability. And maybe it comes later. A a lot of people on Twitter have come to me and said, "Well, what what happens in, what happens if they actually do fire him in two months or in two weeks from now?" Great. What took you two weeks that you didn't know in the first eighty two games, though? That's my problem. I don't understand why it's taking so long to assess if this guy is a good GM or not. Is it because you want to backfill that position and you want to get someone in right away? Okay, sure, but
0: you can still fire the guy and not have someone in that position. Right, that's the thing, because the worst thing they could do is let this guy use his two lottery draft picks and then if Tavares leaves and then, like, if all this is hindering on what John Tavares does, and let's say Tavares leaves and then they say, oh, on July 2nd... I. Sorry, Garth, you didn't get your guy. You're out now. Oh, so I want—I want to get to that.
1: Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, and then I'm going to tell you to finish your thought because I have something to say about okay, that. Okay, hit it specifically. No, no, keep. Oh, you your want thought.
0: me to keep going? Okay, because yeah, that yeah. is setting yourself up for a wildly terrible disaster. Because now, what GM wants to come in after the general, the old GM, not only used his two lottery picks that he would have been gifted with, but he also likely, probably signed some other people. On July one. Right. So, so
1: it's, it's, I guess that comes to the point of: Do you think that Garth is going to try to save his job with those picks, or is he going to do what he would normally do and just use those picks based off of his scouting staff? I think he's. I think he's going to trade both. Oh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he does.
0: You think he just picks? I feel like. I think he does. If he just picks it, I feel like that's. Not good either. Well, depending on which where they fall. If it's a top three pick, don't trade that. But if you're picking at no, eight clearly. and twelve, they're probably not going to have an impact on the Islanders for at least another two years.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think they can pick any. If they, uh, I don't think they can pick any lower than ten, unless they or nine. I think it is. I think they pick ninth unless they win top three.
0: Okay. So it's either top three or nine
1: yeah or or back they can move back. back if one of the teams behind them jumps forward right so like if uh florida wins the lottery ja- draft then I, both islanders picks move down a
0: spot okay i see what you're saying
1: so the, the 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 lowest they can the highest they can pick is 1 2 or 3 and then 9 Yeah, it's not you you're probably not you're not no. getting an immediate impact player at at 9 Maybe, who knows, but probably not. Look, look, Sebastian Ajo was drafted in the fifth round this year, and he's playing in the NHL. He wasn't any good, Mitch. I don't don't know. He was fine. He was fine. He's not a Matthew Barzell good, and he never will be. But to say that he was drafted in the fifth round and is still playing at the NHL level, that's pretty darn good.
0: Because you take the one freaking outlier. Jesus Christ. Anyway,
1: so... The point that I wanted to make about, or the, the reason I interjected you is that you brought up that Garth's job is potentially dependent on whether Tavares stays or not. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Really? Okay. So the only reason I say that is the Tavares negotiations are completely out of Garth Snow's hands. Right? Like, from what we found <clears throat> out from Staple and, and and everyone else is that... Uh, Scott Malkin is taking care of these negotiations almost single-handedly.
0: So you think this is Malkin's decision?
1: Not a decision,
0: but...
1: I'm pretty sure it is. And so if it doesn't go their way, why would Snow then all of a sudden be held culpable for it if he had no hand in it? it? And if... Ultimately, what I'm trying to get to is if Snow isn't the one making these decisions or, or, or doing the contract for Tavares, why are you keeping him? You clearly don't trust him with your best player, yet you keep him in the job.
0: I don't know. It, why? It is none of this, and I mean none of this, is making sense.
1: So are they just scared to bump him upstairs like the Carolina Hurricanes did? Just like, it. are they scurred? I, I, I've always wanted to say that word, scurred. Oh, <laughs> God, I love it. Michael Wilbon says it all the time, and I'm like, that's a perfect word, scurred. Scurred. Uh. um, Like, I don't understand why they can't bump him up to president. I don't, I don't get it. Is there something in his contract, maybe? Like, Charles Wong was like, I'm going to be devious again and be like, ha, ha, ha. You can only be GM. And if you're G- not GM, contract null and void, and you have to pay the whole thing out. Like, that's the only reason. That's the only way I see this happening. Uh, I guess. I don't... Like, they don't trust him. They clearly don't trust him. Then get rid of him, guys. What are you doing holding on to someone you don't trust?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Mitch, I'm just I'm, – I'm sorry I'm laughing. I just – I can't take it anymore. Like it, 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 there's nothing – there's no other emotion left. I, I was angry. I, I vented a little bit on here. I mean a couple – it's been a couple of days since it actually happened, so I, I calmed down yes. a little bit. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just shrugging. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, no one knows what they're going
1: to do and that's the whole point is that it? it's – the absurdity is the uncertainty. Is that we don't understand why nothing is happening, and that is absurd because something needs to happen.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, right. You look at the situation the Islanders are in. You're going. We missed the playoffs twice. We had two hundred point back, hundred point seasons. We have two lottery picks. We have an outstanding offense, like a top tier offense, and we have a terrible defense and no goaltending. How does this team go into the go anywhere from here? With a guy that that's orchestrated, essentially, he, he's taken 12 years to get here.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. While we're on the top of the exit interviews, did you hear some of Garth's quotes from the past few days? Holy I, smokes. Yeah. Garth, so which one's the worst one to you? Uh, it's, it's a two-parter. I think it's from okay. the same quote, though. It's when Garth says that they're a Stanley Cup Contender, and then follow that up by talking about two thousand six, two thousand seven, and the start of the rebuild. Wild that you're going to go back what twelve years at this point and start talking about twelve years ago and having to start all over. Garth, what is going on, my man? You think this team is a can be a Stanley Cup contender next year? They just won eighty games, and they're gonna, not eighty games. They just put up eighty points on the season, and you're now going to tell me that. With, the same, with no changes in the coaching staff, same general manager, they're going to come back and be a Stanley Cup contender. How could they so possibly like that, be?
1: I, well, I, I looked at the numbers over the last 10 years. Not the numbers, but the records. Over the last 10 years, um, only one team has gone from the bottom four in, in, in let's say, this seat, last season and into the playoffs in the previous season. Only one team, sorry, not one team. There's been a bunch of teams, but only one has ever made it outside of the first round. So like, tw- I think it's 12% of teams that are in the bottom four make it into the playoffs the next season uh, in the last 10 years. Only one of those 12% of the teams actually make it past the first round. And that was Connor McDavid's New- uh, Edmonton Oilers, New York Oilers, I was going to say, my God. Um. Okay, that's fine. Like we all we already know, the NHL isn't a first, uh, the worst to first team or a league. Jeez, they aren't a worst to first league. It does. It just doesn't happen. Um, but the Islanders aren't the worst either. They're sitting in twenty second in the league right now. <laughs> so, how many teams do you think over the last ten years won a Stanley Cup the following year when they were ranked twenty second? Zero. Zero. Only one made it to the finals, and that was the San Jose Sharks. Okay. And you know what they did in the offseason season before uh, for that season? I'm gonna guess either fired their GM or made a coaching change. Neither, but well, I didn't. I didn't look into that. They, I think they did. Actually, they did. They made a coaching change. Um, they bought Pete DeBoer in. Okay. So- but they acquired Martin Jones. Oh, goalie. Who put up a 918 save percentage and I think a 2.4 goals against average that year? And They already had everything else. They had Brent Burns. They had Flasik. They had Thornton, who was still like relatively within his his Thornton's prime. I'm gonna say not a regular prime, but Thornton's. They had Pavelski. Uh, who else did they have? They had a few other Marlow, yeah. uh, um someone else I forget. Anyways, they had all those guys. All they were missing was a goaltender. They had Nabakov, that wasn't getting the job done. They sent him over to Dallas and they picked up Martin Jones. If the Islanders can go and address their goalkeeping situation and maybe even their defense, sure, maybe. And maybe that's what Garth was trying to say in his extremely coded language. But on the surface, when you look at this team, the way it is constructed, there is no way in HE double hockey sticks that they make the Stanley Cup finals yet or even win the Stanley Cup. There's no way. There's no way. Nope. No. Like we've seen it. Offense doesn't win. Not The offense didn't win the regular season. Offense certainly
0: doesn't win in the playoffs. No, no. Across any sport. No. They always say the old really cliche is defense wins championships. And a lot of times from your Stanley Cup champion, you get a hot goalie and you can ride that out for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. what you think th- Thomas Grice from this year or Yaroslav Halak is going to be good enough for you to Go that the distance? Probably
1: not. And even then, Yarrow's at the end of his, his deal. Does he come back next year? I don't think
0: so. No, and that's certainly not an upgrade if you bring him back.
1: Well, no, it's your status quo, right? And if you don't bring him back, then where's the upgrade? Gibson? He's been okay, but like I I I wouldn't be ready to peg him as an upgrade on Yaroslav Halak. We know what Halak is. We don't necessarily know what Gibson is.
0: Quick, a quick hot take before we move on. Yes, please. Okay, I think it'll make us feel a little bit better. I hope so. Go get Corey Schneider or Braden Holtby. Both are sitting on the bench right now as their team is in the playoffs.
1: They're not. They're not going. Well, yeah, of course gonna... they are. They're not going anywhere. Keith Kincaid and Philip Grubauer have been amazing so far, taking over for those guys yeah. this year. Why would they get rid of those guys? They're never. They're gonna. The Washington Capitals and the New Jersey Devils are not getting rid of. Brayden Holpe, and Corey Schneider because they had one bump in the road. That's like saying Montreal is going to get rid of Carey Price because he didn't win the Hart Trophy.
0: Mitchell? I know that's not your yes, real name. but Matthew.
1: They it's, love, it's not
0: Mitchell. I, it's it's Michelle. I know. I know. That's, why I, that's why I said. I know that's not your real name. <laughs> they love Grubauer in Washington. Love him. They have cap problems in Washington, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do.
0: I, I wouldn't be I, so I sure. I don't see it. I wouldn't they be so They will make sure. it work. They'll, they'll ship
1: out Carlson rather than ship out Holtby.
0: So they're going to have Grubauer, who they love, be the bench again. Ryan the bench again.
1: Yeah. That's why they love him. Because when he comes off the bench, he's good. That's what you want. Okay. You're you're, you're clearly not going to convince me that the, the Washington Capitals are going to get rid of Braden Holtby. But if that's your hot take, then...
0: Dial it in. I'm not saying that the Islanders, they're in all likelihood, they probably don't, but that the hot take is that you should absolutely get in on that conversation if there is a conversation to be had, which I think you can make the case for if neither of those two are currently playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I like the Schneider one just because
1: I haven't heard it yet. I have seen someone make the case for or predict that the Islanders will trade for uh, Brain Holpy.
0: Right.
1: So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Corey Schneider. I prefer the Corey Schneider one just because I haven't heard it yet.
0: Okay. There we go. There's my hot take. I just wanted to share my hot, take, a hot take. It's uh, it's a sizzler. <laughs> and that's it. Um, want to get into the last couple games.
1: Yeah, I I guess we wanted to talk about this stuff first and foremost just because we didn't want to be like, oh, so stay tuned to the end of the show where we talk about the letters and just tease it forever. We thought that was more pertinent. We thought we'd get that out because it is more pertinent. It's more important. And let's give you what you want right off the top rather than like pull you in. So yeah, let's go into the last couple of games, please.
0: My biggest takeaways were some of the milestones,
1: uh, I there's no other reason to to die. there's no other takeaways right
0: you, it's got to be just uh, Barzell hitting eighty five points, Bovillier going over and then hitting twenty one goals on the season. Lee getting forty goals. There it is. And there's Lee, forty goal scorer. That sounds really nice.
1: Uh it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, and still on a cheap cap deal. What is he making? Two point five on the cap or something?
0: A uh, three point five.
1: Yeah, I was off by a million. Three point five for forty goal score. Amazing. One more year, so he's gonna cost us a lot next year if he does another forty goal season.
0: Yep, you're probably gonna have to, at the very least, double that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, six mil. But look listen, if you're getting six mil for a forty goal score, heck I'd take it.
0: Anyone uh, well, obviously mil.
1: anyone would. Right. I yeah, if you double it, that's seven million, right. My math wasn't very good on that one. But that's still a good- seven million. Forty goal score? Whew. You're on board? I'm totally on board. Heck yeah. Okay. And like the way he scores them, it's not like he's a fluky guy or he's or he's riding a hot hand. And by hot hand, I mean like a high shooting percentage. Like he's scoring them from where he usually scores them. And they're for him, it should be easy to replicate. Right? Like I'm not going to say like anyone could do what he's doing, but he's got the skill set to do what he did this year throughout his career
0: so sustained 40 goal score
1: Uh, it's something somewhere between 35 and 40 goals seems absolutely possible for Anders Lee. like i I don't see why else right like he again he's not shooting them for outside of the circle and he's not getting lucky necessarily he's standing in front of the net taking the abuse and like just roofing the backhand half the time Mm -hmm. that's amazing that's a, that's a good skill, and like the guy can shoot it from anywhere. It's not that that's, he's a one dimensional player, but that that's his most prevalent d- d- dimension, and he's damn good at yeah, it. He's
0: probably the best in the sport at it, if we're being yeah. honest.
1: So, absolutely, him and Wayne Simmons, I would say.
0: Yeah, that's a good one too.
1: So, like, and if if that's what you got, you got a net front presence like that, you're already dragging a defender away to open up some ice for John Tavares or Matthew Barzell. Or and when those guys get some ice, look out
0: yeah that's it. that's exactly what we want is getting those like skilled players some more that's why the the top line worked so well with Bailey Tavares and Lee because
1: mm-hmm. it would give so exactly. much space
0: for Bailey and Tavares to do whatever they wanted and then you had all 6-2 of Anders Lee in front of the net that's a big boy
1: that's a big boy It's a big
0: man
1: Josh Bailey ate 71 points on the season 71 points where are my Bailey haters at? Where are they at? Where? I don't see him. No one's saying nothing. Almost a point per game player. 71 points, 76 games, 18 goals. Oh, so nice.
0: I wish you no. guys could see see what Mitch was doing. That's like really <laughs> creepy. It was like, Mitch was like turning himself on while talking about that.
1: It's It was borderline.
0: Borderline is getting there. Oh, my God. But, again... That brings it back to the wildness of missing the playoffs when you have 70 points from Bailey. You have Tavares and Barzell with over a point per game. Lee, a 40-goal scorer. I'm. What did Eberle end up with? 60?
1: 59 yeah, points. Yeah, pretty
0: close. So... Top two lines, you got that built. Uh, The the bottom six, uh, defense, uh, goalie. Well,
1: then that's just it, right? It's that clearly offense doesn't win Hmm. because you can score all the goals you want. But if you're letting in just as many or more like the Islanders did, you don't win hockey games because that's the point of hockey.
0: That's how you win. 296 goals.
1: Oh, the worst in the league, right? That's like by far. I think Ottawa's the next worst at like two seventy something. Yeah, I think
0: it was. I think it was two eighty nine. Was it that close? I think it was a seven goal difference. I could check. Wow, let's check because that's gonna bother me. So
1: the Islanders made good then. I I, I thought it was like a seventeen point difference between them, and oh wait no, I'm thinking of their points in the standings. From a playoff position, I think they're seventeen points out. It was two ninety
0: six and two ninety one for Ottawa.
1: Yeah, so five five goals on the second worst team in the league, which is Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators.
0: Yeah, not good.
1: So, um, what I wanted to bring up was Tavares bookending goals on the season because he scored the first goal and he scored the last goal of the season. That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that is a pretty cool storyline and I mean, I don't even want to think about this, but if that was his last goal as a New York Islander, what oh, a way to, why'd you what ahead. a way to go out. Okay, I want to gauge your level
1: here. Okay. Tavares staying or going? What's your percentage? Are you 50-50, above, below? I'm, I
0: think I'm 50-50. Wow. I think I'm a coin flip.
1: Uh, I'm I'm more like a sixty forty seventy thirty type range. Still that high? Yeah, it's that's that's a low for me. Yeah, I know. I started
0: you started out with what like ninety.
1: I was at ninety. I was no, he's staying, and I'm still sure he's staying. But I don't like the idea of him going to the free free agency, and that's what he's doing, yeah. right? That that's what's happening. I wish we he would spoken about that at the beginning of the season, just so we can kind of like get used to the idea that. We're going to have a week where Tavares could just say like, you know what Toronto Maple Leafs? Yes. You know what Montreal Canadiens? I love that idea. Uh, I don't
0: want to think of that.
1: I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. Like the teams that have the cap space for him aren't the most attractive situations. Is he going to go to Vegas? Why would he go to Vegas?
0: There's a lot, I can think of a lot of reasons to go to Las Vegas.
1: Well, Las Vegas is a nice city, for sure. It's warm. It's probably going to be a quiet market like Long Island. Um, a quiet market? What? In Vegas? Is it? Why not? Is it only the, Once the Raiders get in, no one's going to care about the, the, the Golden Knights. I, I Can guess, you say that the attention in hockey in Vegas is at a maddening rate? It's high.
0: It's great. It's big. But it's not huge. It's not a big hockey market. Well, I just thought you meant like the city it, in general, like, they, there's stuff to do all the time there. That's a, that's a big market.
1: But which is even worse for hockey because there's other things to do. Yeah, it's true. But great for someone like Tavares who wants to slip under the radar because a lot of people going to Vegas aren't going for the hockey. This is true. So, and why would he go there? Like, I, this team, yes, they made the playoffs this year. Sure. Do we really think they're going to make the playoffs next year? Maybe. I don't think so. I really don't.
0: You think it was a fluke?
1: I think so. I think it's just a a coming together circumstance and it worked out for them and they made the best of their situation. It's not to say they're a bad team that did really well. Like they clearly did well, but they could be like the Colorado Avalanche where they win their division one year and don't make the playoffs the next.
0: Yeah, or like the Colorado Avalanche this year.
1: That's right. The worst team in the league by far, 48 points on the season to making the playoffs.
0: What I definitely don't want you to do is go back to one of the earlier episodes where I bet you that the Avalanche would have a top five pick this year. I don't want you to do that. So are are you just doing that for I'm, I'm right turning now? myself in. I'm slapping the cuffs on myself. I, I did say that. So Well, well did, did we have a bet I, on that? No, we never came up with terms, but I told oh, you that it was going to... Unless someone actually goes back and finds it, I really don't think... Oh, I will go back and find it tonight through the other 33 episodes whichever one it was on I
1: don't have better things to do with my life okay that's 33 to, hours you're then to, gonna get back <laughs> than to prove other people wrong I'm gonna get a text I'm gonna like write like that down before I forget a day and a half 3am I found it oh, oh god where can I write this down I don't have a piece of paper in front of me no this pencil doesn't even have <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, he's it. a mess
1: they're, the studio is a mess.
0: So he's writing down, find where I, Matt screwed up. For Colorado call. For Colorado call. I yeah. definitely said they were going to have a top five pick. I remember that. Mm, good luck with that. Well, they could still trade for one of the Islanders' lottery picks if they get one.
1: Or, sorry, one of their top three picks if they win. I don't know why they would do that. That's I just, don't.
0: That's stupid. Yeah, I don't know. But, anyways... Um, speaking of teams that are in the playoffs, do you want to move on to our little playoff segment that we're going to do? All right. So obviously as we move into the off season here, it's not going to be all New York Islanders. Of course, we're going to focus the show on Islanders, but since the playoffs start tonight and as we're recording this, Pittsburgh is absolutely smoking Philadelphia. They were up five, nothing last I checked. It was 7
1: nothing last I saw.
0: Okay, so if you bet the over, which was 6, you were winning. Just uh, just put that out there for our degenerate gamblers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. Um, do you have your bracket ready? How do you want to do, do this?
1: I do have my bracket ready. I say we pick first-round winners and then second-round winners and so on and so forth.
0: Okay. So you want to start?
1: Sure. Coming out of the Atlantic, I have Tampa Bay and Boston
0: tampa bay and boston i do as well yeah i i I just the
1: boston's just a better team than the leafs and tampa's just obviously a better team than new jersey if if there's any of the two that i think that could make it or that that could not make it i think it's boston that like toronto could beat boston conceivably i had them going to six games
0: i had that one going Um, seven games so i guess that's kind of a flip of a coin at that point too that's right Okay, what do you got for Metro? For the Metro, I have Washington over Columbus and Pittsburgh over Philly. Yeah, see, I took Philly over Pittsburgh, and so Whoa. far I'm not looking great. Hot take,
1: all right. In in seven games, I have Philly taking Pittsburgh. Okay, any reasoning behind it? I just think that uh, Philly's riding a wave of form going into the playoffs, uh, and they're going to want to get one over their Pennsylvania rivals. Okay. Um I was really down on their goaltending. I thought that they'd finally figured out kind of a, an okay goaltending mix and that they can score enough goals that they can see off the Pittsburgh Penguins. And clearly in game one, I am wrong. I, I don't know <laughs> what the score is right now, but I'm, I'm going to look it up as we go. Uh, but again, like I said, it was 7 nothing. Sidney Crosby, hat trick. Like, can, can this guy go away? Oh, God. God, I hate Sidney Crosby sometimes. He's a fantastic player. I love him for the league, but uh, God, I hate him when he's good. Seven goals, final seven, nothing. Jesus Murphy just destroyed. Yikes. That's not a Crosby with a hat trick. That's not good. Um, okay, I. Do you want to finish up the East and then we'll head over
0: to the yeah, West? Yeah, let's finish up the East. So in my in my second round matchups, I have Tampa Bay and Boston, and then Washington, Pittsburgh. In the first matchup, I have Boston beating Tampa Bay. Same. And then in my second matchup, I have Pittsburgh beating Washington because as we all know, the capitals could not get out of the second round.
1: See, I have the caps beating the Peng- the penguins. All right, sorry not the penguins but the flyers because I don't have I have the penguins bouncing in the first round.
0: So they break this is the year they break the curse.
1: Well they don't have to break the curse because in my bracket, they don't face the, the penguins. okay fair enough, they face the flyers who they can obviously beat.
0: They should yeah on paper they absolutely should.
1: But again, I'm not looking good after game number one when the Flyers lose 7-0. Sure,
0: but that's why... Although I I do say the Flyers go to seven games. Right, so So they got six more chances. (laughs) Yeah. So in the East, my conference final, Boston and Pittsburgh, and I take Boston. Oh, okay. I took Washington over Boston. Okay, so you have Washington in the cup. I do. I have Washington in the finals. Risky. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, on paper, not so much, but just based on like past, past history, history, risky. <laughs> not, not You're, go- so good. You're going out on a limb a little bit. I like living on this, the edge. This is the year. This is the year, I think. Is this the All cap right, west? Uh, well, we, well, we won't get there just yet. <laughs> okay. Um, out west between Nashville and Colorado, I have Nashville advancing. Yeah, for sure. And then between Winnipeg and Minnesota, I have Winnipeg moving on same okay so we're
1: i don't know what the game is today the oh the jets are winning three two with only a couple seconds left
0: okay so assuming so, that that holds them. um vegas la i have vegas i do not okay you have the kings I with the upset. Kings.
1: i have the kings taking that in six games
0: okay and any particular reason why
1: Again, the, the Golden Knights just have – they've, like, stumbled to the end here. Um, they've chinks in the armor. I just don't
0: see it happening. Okay, you're not going to like really my don't. Western Conference bracket then.
1: I think I know where you're going. You're super high on the Vegas Golden Knights. I hope you're right, but I don't think
0: you are. Um, and then for the final matchup, I have San Jose over Anaheim. I also have San Jose taking Anaheim in five. I have that one going seven. Because it seems like the Ducks always play seven games.
1: I guess, but like the Ducks just don't seem like a good
0: team this year. I was surprised they even made the playoffs. Yeah, good point. I agree. All right, so to move on into the second round in my Western Conference, I have Nashville and Winnipeg meeting up, and I have Nashville advancing. Same. Okay, and then I have Vegas and San Jose, and I have Vegas moving on.
1: I have San Jose taking the Kings out. So, again, I have the Kings coming in, and I definitely have the Sharks taking care of business there.
0: So Okay, so you have the Sharks beating the Kings, and then you have Nashville beating Winnipeg because our first That's right. Okay. So in my conference final, it's Nashville versus Vegas, and I have Vegas making the run to oh, the Stanley Cup. Oh,
1: my God. Can you imagine if they do that? That would be nuts. Um, good thing in my, you know, real bracket, <laughs> the one that's more grounded into With earth. of Washington down to in earth. the Stanley Cup final. That's right. Yeah, Alex Ovechkin, Nick Backstrom is going to figure out how to play in the playoffs this year. Um, I have Nashville beating San Jose to go to the finals for the second year in a row.
0: Okay, so my Stanley Cup final is Vegas and Boston. And are we not, we're announcing winners? I guess. Yeah, why not? Okay. We're there already. I have the Boston Bruins winning the Stanley Cup.
1: Yeah, God, I, I, I would almost prefer Vegas in that scenario just out of pure narrative. Um, but I, I have the Capitals winning the cup. I do it like almost every year I do the same thing and I'm just, I'm just riding this one out to like eventually have to
0: get this right. Okay. So maybe this will finally be your year, Mitch. Maybe, this is so, my year. Oh man, poor Nashville going to the cup final two years in a row and losing both times. How about losing to the Pittsburgh Penguins in the second round for a million times? I think it's only three, but still. It feels like a million. Yeah, I think even one of those was in the first round. That could have been. Yeah. So I got Boston. Mitch has Washington. So we both have Eastern Conference teams. And we'll see how it goes. So we're going to remember our brackets. And uh, we'll talk about it until the Stanley Cup is finally won. Beauty. Beauty. Okay. Also, before we finally get to who can be better next year, because that's going to be a little bit of a longer topic. On last week's show... We talked a little bit about islands. Corrections and
1: clarification segment right now.
0: We don't, apparently, we don't know a whole lot about islands. What did we say there was an island that really isn't? Nova Scotia? I said Nova Scotia was an
1: island. It is not. And I know that. New, uh, Newfoundland is the island I was trying to say. And I screwed up terribly. I feel bad for myself. What kind of Canadian doesn't know Newfoundland's an island and Nova Scotia is not.
0: I got hand up,
1: honest to God. Couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Oh, you're American. Okay. that's fair. Um, although to be fair, you also didn't know Alaska wasn't an island, and oh, you're kind of American. Okay. And that's kind of an America. Look
0: so. at the American maps. They always have it floating <laughs> on the left-hand side. I got confused for a second. Give me a break.
1: Yeah, that that's fair. I I misspoke entirely. I don't know why I said Nova Scotia. It was awful. I feel bad. I apologize to all our Nova Scotian listeners and all my Nova Scotian friends who ridiculed me
0: for a good week. Yeah, that that was definitely a tough one. I have some island facts just because I feel like we have to do islands justice now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Did you know that Greenland is the world's largest island? Yeah. You knew that?
1: Yeah, I figured. Well, I figured that was the case.
0: Okay, Mr. Smarty Pants. Well, why wouldn't it be? It's huge. I don't know. Well, you is c- it even an island? Well, it's got to be considered an okay, island. Okay, how about this? Uh, okay. You know, I'm a spin zone guy. What yeah. do you classify Antarctica as? A continent, but it's also a country. Right. Ah, uh, see, that's a good one. See,
1: yeah, the country of Antarctica. President Penguin presiding. <laughs> do they have a government? No, there's no one on that island, but like scientists. <laughs> So, today in our news, we will discuss pen protectors and how, yay or nay, plastic or recycled components or something. I don't know. Something like
0: that. Uh, Lord knows. Um, Sorry, scientists. That was unfair to you guys. (laughs) Also, just because we didn't clarify this last week, a fact about islands. In order for an island to be considered an island, it has to be completely surrounded by water. Well, isn't that... Yeah, that, that that's the definition of an island, which we didn't uh, okay. know last well, week. Well,
1: we knew, we just didn't apply it properly. Right,
0: but in case you were confused about, island, like, Florida, not an island. Do you know what they call those? Peninsula. Peninsula. That's a peninsula.
1: Right. See? I know stuff. Peninsula. Just throwing it out there like it's second grade information.
0: Oof. Third grade Boom. geography. Let's go. That's right.
1: I had just one. I wanted you to name the second most populated island in the United States.
0: The second most? Yeah.
1: Because so we know that Long Island is the most populated island in the United States. What is the second most populated island in the United States? Hawaii. Puerto Rico.
0: Oh, that, that's, a, that's a trick question. That's not like a state or... Uh, that's a... Okay, fine. Puerto Rico. That's fine. Yeah. So there you go. Puerto Rico. I don't like how you asked that question. You said in the United States. How am I supposed to ask that? Because they're they're not in the United States. They're its own country. Well, according to
1: this list of islands of the United States by area, Puerto Rico is the third
0: largest. You did that on purpose. I did. Okay. I have one last fact for you. I think you're going to kick out of it. Did you know one-sixth of the world population lives on an island? One-sixth of, of the world's population.
1: population lives on an island. That's a lot higher than I thought it would be. What island are we talking about? I assume it's somewhere in the South Asian Sea or something like that. <laughs>
0: no, no. I'm what? just saying, oh my God. Right oh, all of the on, populations oh, 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 on, on islands, yeah, that all up together. a sixth of the world's population
1: lives on an island. Yes. Ah, uh, I misinterpreted that. Yeah, a little bit. Because what is one sixth of the world's population? That's got that's a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. Where are we at? Eight billion. So a billion people living on an island—that doesn't make any sense. It'd be one heck of an island. Yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, that would be a very large island. So out of all the peninsulas, I don't redeem myself with a billion people on an island joke. <laughs> this one's even a joke. No. Uh, Turned into a joke. At my I think expense. we
0: tried to make ourselves like sound smarter this episode. We're like, all right, we're gonna. We drop some science knowledge, and then we just made ourselves look even more dumb. Yeah, well, that was always going to be the case. That was going to be the case. Anyway, we should probably get back to the hockey now. Yep. All right. Andrew Ladd had some quotes this week talking about, at one of the nine exit days the Islanders had, (sighs) talking about that he needs to be better next year, and I co-sign on that. He definitely does. Have to be better Mm -hmm. next.
1: 29 points in 73 games for $5.5
0: million over the next five (sighs) seasons. God almighty. You see, I have to be honest here. I thought the contract would get bad eventually, but I didn't think it would be this quick. I thought they would get like four solid years out of Andrew Ladd, and we've gotten zero. They didn't even get one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I was sadly mistaken. Yep. What do you think – could be realistic expectations for him next year. Like, an, what would you consider? Him? What would you consider an improvement? Where you'd be like, okay, I'm happy with how his season went. I want him to t- put up the same possession
1: numbers as he did this year because he was really good possession wise. Um, but I want him to put up like 35, 40 points.
0: The number Easy. for me is 40. Yeah, that's fair. And at least 20 goals. If you're going to be paid five might, and a half, he, like, come on.
1: Well, he might not have to, right? Next season. Like he didn't he didn't this season like his I think we would have been fine with his production. we would have like been salty about it, but like ultimately okay if it would have been successful, but it's that his positive play going forward hasn't really resulted in anything look he's got a plus eleven plus minus are we gonna go ranting and raving about how good Andrew Ladd is because his plus minus is over eleven or sorry over ten no. I don't know but
0: apparently some people talk about how bad Nicoletti is because his plus minus is. Negative 42 or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Thomas Hickey's a plus 20. Plus 20! He's got to be fantastic.
1: <laughs> Just plus minus, my goodness. Yeah. Um, What I wanted to get to with this question is who can be better next season? Um, can you give me a list of like two or three players you think can be, be-, can be better outside of Andrew Ladd, obviously? <laughs> How about Letty? Okay. Yeah, definitely.
0: I could definitely want some, and I think everyone's favorite could probably be better.
1: Who's everyone's favorite? Brock. You gotta say the name, it's not Mordor. Brockathon.
0: Brockathon? Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. 19 goals is still good, but when you consider those 19 goals, there was like three months where he didn't score anything, or 55
0: periods where he didn't get a point. I didn't think of this one myself. I heard it on ILC, so shout out to them, but... Outside of the Detroit game, can you think of a game off the top of your head in which Brock Nelson scored? Outside
1: of the Detroit game, what game did Brock Nelson score? Score a goal, in,
0: yeah. I feel like he always scores against Minnesota. I mean, like that's yeah, it's like that's a maybe. That's a complete guess. Like I, (laughs) for sure. You know what I mean? Like so, he the guy doesn't score meaningful goals. So it's pretty much what we're getting to.
1: Oh, yeah, sure, I guess. But, like, there's so many goals in a season that are... How do you remember all of them? Like, the Islanders had 296 scored against them this year. Do you remember all of them?
0: No, but you you couldn't name me one other game Brock Nelson scored it.
1: No, I I get the point. I just... Is that really a great point? I don't know. What what do we... Then what do we expect for Brock Nelson? For him to be a big-game player? He's never been a big-game player. So, like, we need a big-game player... Honestly, Brock Nelson is, is depth. That's all he is. So to expect more out of him, I don't think is necessarily fair because there's no more out of him that we can get. This guy is going to be a third-line player the rest of his career.
0: Yes, but I think another GM might find value in that. I think
1: if you, if you, if you, if
0: you package him in a, in a right deal, I think you can get something pretty decent in return.
1: Yeah, sure. You want to take our third-line winger who wants to be a center? Go right for it. Third
0: line winger who wants to be a center. I like that. Yeah, why doesn't he play – I feel like he's so much better at left wing.
1: I know. I know. But they have him at center because they prefer him at center for some reason. Oh, God almighty. I don't get it. He doesn't have the hustle of a center. He just doesn't. Put him on the wing. That's where he, he can excel. But they don't seem to agree, which, you know, whatever. They're entitled to. That's where they're, they're being paid to make those decisions. I am not.
0: No. We just get paid to write about the team's decisions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So
1: for me, it's Clutterbuck. Ooh, I think Clutterbuck one. needs to be a lot better next year. Agreed. Eighteen points,
0: no good. Now at, at that kind of money, you were hoping for close to thirty point Clutterbuck, not eighteen point yeah. Clutterbuck.
1: And so, like this is going to come out in an article that we're going to put up soon. We we analyzed all the fourth lines, and we we took a good approximation of what every NHL team's fourth line is going to was during the year, and the Islanders had the third <coughs> highest paid third, fourth line in the league. They had the 10th, I think it was, highest producing in points per 60, so okay. But they had the 31st, like the worst team, like, line when it comes to possession. Their Corsi numbers for that, four, that fourth line were terrible. Which is really the point of the fourth line. If they give you points, great. But they're supposed to keep the tide, the momentum going for your side. And that's generally how you control play, is you throw them out there to keep the puck in the other, ends, in the other end and keep the play going for your team, not against your team. And the Islanders' fourth line was not
0: good at doing So that. you would pretty much classify their fourth line as ineffective. That's a fair way to put it, correct?
1: Oh, yes. Ineffective? and they're the high, third highest paid in the league. That's the worst part. If they weren't so high pay, highly paid, uh, I don't think it'd be that big of an issue. Right. I mean, it if, wouldn't be an If issue.
0: they were each making a, a million a pop, it'd be a completely different story. Yeah. But that's not the case. Not the case. at no. all. Goodness gracious. Uh, could would yeah. you put Sazikas on there too, potentially?
1: Um I'd I'd like to. He's 74 or six, 17 points in 64 games weren't great. Um, but I understand he had a, a bunch of injury issues on and off. So, like, it's hard to build momentum over an 82-game season um, when you're missing all that that, that time. Right. Um, I think maybe I'm more of an, a Zizekas apologist because I like Zizekas and I like what he brings to the team. But, yeah, I, I'd like to see more from him next year for sure.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, That's uh, that's really it for, I think, getting into who, who could be better. Oh, actually, yeah. one more. Thomas Grice. <laughs>
1: Sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He was, he was not good. Dog poop this year.
0: <laughs> and he's under contract for two more years? <laughs> yeah. At 3.3? At
1: 3.3. That's alright. I'll, I'll take it, I guess. It's okay. If but... he can give us the same numbers as he had, like, two years ago, that'd be great. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Then, then now we're talking. Yeah. Alright, let's move on to the social segment and wrap this thing up. Yes. The Jim Baumbach, I think that's how you say his name, right? Yes, Bombach. I yeah, guess yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily know. Sure, he he trolled us really hard. He trolled us all
1: real hard. Well, I wouldn't know if he trolled us, but like he teased it. He teased us really good. He
0: knew. He knew what he was doing. I guess he knew. He knew. He he tweeted out standby for breaking news." All right. If you drop a bombshell of a tweet like that, and then follow it up with talking about some hockey arena in ronkonkoma really that's, that's a made-up place right like that's that's a long island made-up place no that's a real place but it it's a small place that has literally n- nothing inside of rock well all due respect to ronkonkoma the only thing i could tell you about ronkonkoma is that there's lake ronkonkoma there and then the on the lirr when the guy's like this is the train to Ronkonkoma. Like that's the only thing that anyone from Long Island could, that's not from Ronkonkoma can tell you about Ronkonkoma.
1: That they have they have a stop on the LIRR. Yeah, that and their, they're a lake.
0: that branch, like the, that that their the branch ends at Ronkonkoma.
1: I see. So do you call people that live at Ronkonkoma's? I never. I just like saying that word. That sounds I fun to say.
0: Can't tell you one person who lives in Ronkonkoma. Their population might be three. So I don't <laughs> Well understand. they're getting a 17.5 thousand people stadium. People, person, people, person. Oh, they have their population is 19,000. So I mean, hey, if you get every single person from Rongkongma there, then you'll pack the place out. Perfect. Uh, so to me, that makes ab- absolutely zero sense. Why you'd want to put the team, like any major league team or professional team, out in Rongkongma. Like that's so far away from civilization. you don't know you're from like once you get to Suffolk, there's a bunch of Suffolk County is just a wild place in general. You gotta pay. You gotta pay for bags now in Suffolk County. Like you know, you go to the store like and when, and you, they give you plastic bags. You guys are just getting that now. Five cents. Five cents a bag in Suffolk. Yeah, we've had that for years. Oh really? Okay. Well, that's that's a new. Years. That's new. And we don't have that in Nassau. It's they're still free. Thank God. But yeah, five cents a pop. You guys don't like the environment, do you? Not, not big on the environment, Nestle, and that's the way we like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I'm looking it up. Like it's not Montauk,
1: at least you know. So Ronkonkoma's right there in the middle type thing.
0: Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to punch in Ronkonkoma from the Coliseum. So how far away okay. it actually was from? The- like it's
1: close to Hop-Hug. Uh, you, that you got me to pronounce the last time I was there. Is Farmingville
0: it, is right there. It's thirty-four miles east of the Coliseum. Okay, that's a pretty good drive. That's a very good drive, and right, there's not a whole lot going on after Hopog, Smithtown, say like once you start getting to eat, you're getting Medford. Now we're, we're talking like farmland after that like <laughs> well farmers need some hockey bud i i know but usually that's like farmer farmers in canada like i don't see farmers from long island being like oh let's go support the long island i don't know whatever you're gonna Ron Conkermans, like <laughs> <laughs> yes that has to be the team name now the Ron Ron Conkermans. Conkermans. i just like saying the word So, yeah, thanks for that little tease there. That was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I thought it was going to be like Garth Snow, because it was on the same day that that, that the the exit interviews are happening. So, we all thought that Jim was going to say something about Snow, but then he, that's not usually a shtick. They'd probably leave that to Andy Gross or something. Yeah, you would think.
0: Um, And then the the only other one I think we had was uh, Mike Commodore's Photoshop action. (laughs) So, he had. It the tweet was congratulations, Nick Letty. You are the 2018 NHL hashtag Masters champion, hashtag the green jacket. And he's saying this because Letty led the league in minus with a minus 42. And he had Matt Duchesne giving Nick Letty the jacket because in golf, the previous winner – then gives the jacket to the new winner. So it's a tradition like no other, the Masters, and that <laughs> continued on Twitter. And I, I got to tell you, that one, I got a good laugh on me. That was a good one.
1: I, I chuckled quite severely when I saw it. I, I, as much as a, 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 a hater for the plus minus, this one was a good one.
0: That was funny, at least.
1: Yeah, so all you plus minus lovers, put that in your hat. This is a good one.
0: This is probably the only good thing about plus minus. Yes, it's the
1: my Commodore Masters Jacket Award Ceremony. Right, over Twitter.
0: Anything else from the social for you? That's all. That's I have. all.
1: I. That's that's it. I want to go to bed. It's already quarter after ten. My time. I guess your time is the same. We're time in the same
0: time. zone. <laughs> We're not smart on this podcast. That's
1: right? why I'm. I'm so tired. I'm so. T- I, I. I was working at a new location today that was like two miles further. Than where I usually work and I bike now, it's warm enough for me to bike and I'm, i I was not used to it. I'm still in my, my winter body and uh, I am not used uh, to biking. Uh, how how many distance.
0: miles round trip is that? Four, four and a half. Four, four and a half. Okay. So you're usually yeah. a half a mile away from where you work? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I understand that, that, that bike ride makes sense. Of a four mile. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of biking going on. You, yeah, did,
1: I I hate taking the bus. So
0: did you have to take a shower when you got to work? Yes. You have a shower at work. Yes. Okay, I didn't know if you're like in the bathroom, like wiping yourself down with soap from the sink. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. Mitch and his boxers, are just wiping himself down. That's to tell. Like well, that's pretty cool.
1: Serviettes that I've pulled together from restaurants to just kind of take away any sort of this the stench. All right. so- no, we have a proper shower. Okay, so
0: that that's not a bad move then.
1: No. Save $120 off the bus fare
0: every month. That's so mean, That would be tough for me to bike to work. That'd be a uh, a 50-mile round trip commute. So I oh. don't think I'm doing that. No, thanks. No. No. So uh, I'll stick with uh, the LIE traffic. Yep. All right. As Mitch is yawning, I think that's <laughs> the cue so to, to wrap it up. I feel bad for him. Like the poor guy has got like a million kids running around. They're biking at work. <laughs> He's sick every other episode. Like, it's Every a whole other thing.
1: episode. Oh.
0: All right. So, let's just shout out the socials quick and then wrap this thing up. So, as yep. always, make sure to, one, subscribe and rate the podcast. It, it helps us a lot in the rankings. So, thank you for that. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at EyesOnIslesFS. My personal Twitter account is at Matt O'LearyNY. Mitch's is at TLOMitch. Be sure to toss us a like on Facebook as well. And as always, go to the website, eyesonisles.com, for all your favorite Islanders content, editorials, news articles, all that good stuff. Mitch, another episode in the books. Let's get you some sleep, bud. Oh, thank
1: you. Thank you, man. Thank you.
0: We'll talk to you next week.